you're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and a host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. I always keep it funny and I always keep it cute. Or if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea, just go and give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram. Or you can always join our private Facebook group. The link is in the description below. I hope right now you are drinking some of my Housewives-inspired rosé. It's a fizzy wine, packing a punch at 14% alcohol by volume, but less than a gram of sugar. I like to tell people that one can of No Filter rosé is equal to three lover boys. So if you want to get Liddy City this weekend, go and stock up at nofilterwine.com. It's a great gift for your Bravo-obsessed bestie or for your next holiday shindig. I just had one and everybody was Liddy City. So go to nofilterwine.com and stock up today. I've got on today two guests that know the entertainment world better than anybody else. One of them you may recognize from TMZ, and the other you can catch snapping pics of celebs on the streets of NYC. Please welcome the hosts of Hollywood Raw, Dax Holt and Adam Glynn. Hello, What's hello. Up? How are you guys? How you doing, bud? I'm well, thanks. Thanks for Liddy having City. us. Liddy City, I like that. I haven't Liddy heard that City. one before. Liddy City. <laughs> I'm going to take you I to I plan Liddy to get Liddy City. City here. Yes, I love it. How are you guys doing? There's, I feel like there's always stuff, news breaking in the entertainment world. I can barely keep up with it, but you guys seem to be like pumping this in your blood. It's, uh, it's never ending. You know, it's, uh, I don't sleep well at night. You know, I used to I tell you why I used to sleep worse when like, let's say 10 years ago, roughly when like Lindsay Lam- when Lindsay Lohan was going crazy, when Amanda Bynes was out and going through her stuff, you just knew something was going to go down. It's not as bad as it was. Yeah. But still, news is new. Every, there's something happening at all times. So what do you think? I feel like I've always pictured that point in time as like the golden era of pop culture, because, you know, I mean, obviously tabloids were, you know, all the rage. You had Lindsay that was always doing something. You had Britney always doing something. And that's where everybody I guess we didn't have access to social media. So that whole tabloid news media culture was a huge business, but it's all changed and pivoted so much. Now everybody has an Instagram and a podcast and Demois is taking every email that people send them with, you know, low budget tea that people send in that it's like how do you even bust myth from from reality anymore with i i feel like if you don't see it with your own eyes at this point you're like is it true i think that's why you know videos online have become such a big deal is because anyone can snap a video every single person out there is essentially a paparazzi with a phone in their hand yeah you know and so i think social media has made everyone uh able to publish and be a content creator as well as a content capturer, as well as a demois themselves. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, if something, if you didn't catch it on your video, then people are like, did it actually happen? Probably not then. So both of you came from that world and now you have the the new podcast, Hollywood Raw, which you've had a lot of really great interviews on. I remember you guys even had on Kristen Doty right after the whole, you know, firing Vanderpump Rules scandal. Is that what made you guys jump to the podcasting world? Was it just because you saw that that was the trend? Is that where you see media going moving forward? Like, where should I be betting my eggs? I mean, I've been doing this show for a while. I'm doing okay, but... And, you know, the, the podcast just happened because uh, KBC here in L.A., they came to us and said, hey you guys aren't out with TMZ anymore. And we think you guys would be great doing a podcast. So they originally got us into podcasting and I'm going to give them the full credit for it. They talked us into it. We started it up and we realized, oh, this is really fun. And my big thing was, you know, I was inside the newsroom at TMZ for so long, for like 12 years, always talking about all these celebs. And then finally I was like, this gives me the opportunity to talk to them. Like Adam's a different beast because he talks to celebs every single day. I never really talked to them. They didn't come into the office that often. So every day was talking about them. And now I'm like actually sitting down, having conversations. You know, you mentioned Kristen Doty. That was a huge interview for us because like you said, that was the first interview that she gave after being fired. And so we were spilling major tea with her. You know, we wanted to hear what the hell was going through her head, you know, how Bravo had actually fired her. Give us the low down dirty details. And she gave us everything. It was an amazing interview. I mean, at that point, she had already been fired. What else does she have to lose? 
Well, I yeah. think it, it goes down to reputation at that point. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're like, you don't want to be banned from people's TVs for life when you're a reality star. Right. Stassi's we like to also have guests on interviews. our podcasts or people like we kind of, in some ways, we've been doing this for more than a decade, you know, and yeah. a lot of these celebrities we kind of came up with. Uh, for example, we had uh, Mike, the situation on the podcast, and that's someone like, you know, 10 years ago, they were the, remember how, yeah. Zach, do you remember how big they were? Like, they were the biggest stars in the world and paparazzi, everyone was going after them. It was crazy. So it's kind of cool to like do a podcast with people like as a news journalist, we kind of came up with like, they just started getting going. We just started getting going and breaking stories and doing stories on them. And now we're able to have these candid conversations uh, from like a different perspective. Now, like we both understand each other. We're like, we kind of came up together. So it's kind of cool to have that long form interview. Has the podcast now become the full-time gig or is that even a goal? Not full-time gig. We do spend no. a lot of time on it. I mean, we're constantly trying to a lot of fuel work. the TikTok page and fuel Facebook and Instagram. I mean, listen, we want this to be a destination where people can go on to TikTok and get, you know, like news updates from us. Uh, but we do have a, a team around it. So we can't take full credit. There is a team that is behind us fueling all of those social media platforms to keep us very relevant. And I'm still running around the streets with my camera getting content. It's what I, it's what I love to do. You know, this past week I was with, uh, I was with Michael Buble. I was with Dan and Shea. I was with John Leguizamo. I, you know, like, you know, I'm still running on the streets with my camera because I enjoy it. It's, it's like, you know, like you, as you know, as someone who like, you know, as we both, as we all know, if we ever wanted a big celebrity on our show, we reach out to other people. The first person says, says, sorry, we're not interested. Click. But I realized for me as a guy who just loves talking to people and loves interviewing people, if I get in front of them, I start talking to them, there's good chances they'll be, um, you know, they'll talk to me. And I, right. that's, that's been my strategy. So what did you think? Were you following Kim Kardashian when she came into Pete Davidson's quaint hometown of New York City? <laughs> um, I remember we, that was a headline. So that was I. That was a big, interesting news story. So I uh, I knew kind of went went down that night. Um, I have close relationships with people. If you want some dirt, a little bit that goes on with everything goes on. So we did a, a TikTok actually. Bad Dax did so that night. Kim was at Zero Bond, which Zero Bond is the hottest spot in New York City right now. Elon Musk just threw his party there two nights in a row. Kim Kardashian had her after party for SNL. Every single night, there's huge celebrities from billionaires. Uh, you know, Melinda Gates was there not too long ago. Like every single night, there's someone there. Kim was there that night. Now, when Kim's around, there's always tons of uh, paparazzi waiting outside for her, and they always follow her wherever she goes to next. As she's inside, the uh, main bodyguard, Sugar, they call him, says, hey, guys, it's all the paparazzi. Guys, let's. Let's get in real quick. Let's talk. Let's talk about how we're going to do the exit. Usually when that happens, the photographers stand on one side. They kind of say, hey, we're going to line up. We're going to walk this way. This is the deal. And kind of makes so as sugar kind of. Places and it, Adam, Adam, that's very normal. Zach, I, I don't know how much you know about the paparazzi game, but that's normal for bodyguards to like <laughs> rally them all in to kind of give them direction. So it's not just pure chaos. chaos. And that way Kim, Kim can exit. And then it's kind of like a little more controlled. So that that's a common thing. Yeah. Quick, so everyone gets their shot. Quick sidebar. So how common, like somebody like Kim Kardashian, obviously I'm, I'm pivoting the conversation. I don't mean to, but it just, how common is it for somebody like Kim Kardashian who has that mega level of fame to just have the paparazzi know where she's going to be at? Like, is there somebody that's actually tipping them off or are these people just hounding her every social media move? I mean, she's obviously gotten a lot more private on social media. Yeah, I'm usually I, I, I don't want to say out loud because I don't want to ruin my uh, how I get my <laughs> stuff. But whatever you think, you're probably right. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you know, so whatever you think, like, oh, she talked, you know, whatever you assume, you're most likely right. And go yeah. with the general masses with that. Um, yeah. Usually someone from the team, uh, not directly to her, you know, not right. sometimes directly from her. Sometimes it could be a stylist who, you know, not and this is not just for Kim, but sometimes it's a stylist yeah. for the celebrities. Unless the photographers exactly. we talk about they want the people time. photographed in the outfits. Yeah, yeah. correct. Yeah, it, so I'll let I'll let Adam finish that. But I want to get back onto the conversation about yeah. paparazzi's tipping off. So I mean, celebs tipping off paparazzi. So Adam, finish your story yeah. about Kim and then yeah, I want yeah. to talk to him about that. So as uh, Sugar was talking to the photographers lining them up trying to say hey guys this is how it's gonna go down you know so everyone gets happy everyone gets safe and gets their shot they snuck him out of zero bond so she was able to get to zero bond with nobody following her you know how rare that is to kim to go somewhere in new york with nobody following her yeah. it it doesn't happen it doesn't happen and then they had it set up for her to get to new york and have this date 
going through the back with Pete. The next day, um, there is a rumor that from uh, there's a strong rumor from a good solid person saying, hey, Kim's going to zero bond again tonight. So I reached out to someone who I know with Pete's camp and I said, hey, listen, just so you know, I don't know if you're going to be going to zero bond tonight because they sort of let I knew that Kim K was going there. Um, you might want to tell Pete if he doesn't want to get his photograph taken to kind of going through a side door to kind of get in there early and sneak in. And that's actually what he did. He got in there and there was a, a not a good photo of him kind of sneaking into zero bond. Um, but they never got the exit photos because he snuck out. Mm. Yeah. It's such an interesting pairing, those two. I don't. It's get very. It. It's but I. You, these are like what it, you know, the, you've met Pete, right? You've you've yeah, you know him. Yeah, so he yeah, does he yeah. have BDE? Like what is the vibe? That like what is He's, it about all these women that are so that find him so attractive? I'll tell you what, man. I've known Pete since he was fifteen years old. Yeah, and I I know because I'm a stand-up comedian, you know, and we did shows together, and I still have like you know if I see him, we're very cool, cordial. We have a good relationship. He knows what I do, and you know I have a very good relationship with them. He's just a good dude. Like he's cool. Yeah. He's fun. Like I enjoy talking to him. And actually, I've seen him since everything's been going on, and he's still the same dude. Like he's been very. He's just a good guy. I, I you know, like I. He's good to the photographers at least for that side. But he's just, he's a, he's a good dude. It, I'm gonna big, say big, it, BDE. I, I mean, I think there's the allure <laughs> of it. I guess you know everyone's talking about it. I haven't seen it. I'm not gonna lie, but <laughs> I never saw a shadow or anything like that in the arrow. But I like. He's a cool guy from my experience, but I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I, do you think I think it has to do with him being funny as hell? Like, I think there's there's enough to say that, like, the guy's funny. Yeah. We've seen photos even of Kim Kardashian just like dying laughing around him. So I got to imagine he's just making all these chicks laugh and maybe they're really enjoying that. Do you think he's just the perfect rebound? Kind of. I think uh, I think it's a good person to have fun with, you know, yeah. and just literally I don't think there is a title on it. Obviously, people yeah. know they're seeing each other, but I don't think I think it's just they both know where it's at. They're two people that want to have fun. He's busy. She's busy. They, they both have busy schedules. But, you know, in my opinion, Kanye was too busy. You know, yeah. Kanye was never around too much because he's that guy is such an artist, in my opinion, because yeah. I'll tell you one thing about Kanye. I've never seen someone work as hard as he does. When he was in New York, I mean, I remember before the pandemic, maybe like three years ago, this is when he was doing Madison Square Garden for a few nights. And he would go to the gym from 8.30 to 10. And then from 10 a.m., he'd go to the office till about 8.30 at night. And then at 8.30 at night, he'd rush over to the garden, do Madison Square Garden, sold out, and then the next day, do it all again. I was like, man, this guy is working it. Like he yeah. was trying to get ready for fashion week at that time. I mean, it was pretty insane what he was doing. I, I had to give him credit. Yeah, I I liked the two of them together, but I can see how it just she was ready. Her, their lives were no longer compatible from when sure, they, they weren't first. in sync with each other. Yeah, but I think Pete's a good person just to have fun with for right now. Long, you know, is this going to be for good? I I think we're we don't know about it. We haven't seen him hold hands at a red carpet event and see that real good chemistry. But I do question why. Why was when they were at that roller coaster, you know, when we first saw them holding hands, why was there only one photo taken? Why wasn't there more photos like at the only like park? a second? They, they held hands for like a second and there was like one shot that came out. Yeah, I don't I, understand I think, why there's no other photos. I think. OK, listen, Kim Kardashian is the master of publicity right. in the world. Like there is no one better at publicity than Kim Kardashian. You know, and her family is a, a close second, but it's Kim that really orchestrates all of that. Right. She knows what she's doing. And I applaud that. I, I will not trash on that ever. She's because great. I, she's because I cool. know how hard it is to stay relevant in this entertainment industry and for her to continue to stay this relevant for so many years. I it's amazing. Amazing. What do you credit that to? I think she's brilliant. Uh, people are not going to people won't give her that credibility because right. they don't want to because they love to hate on Kim. Right. But she is fucking brilliant. And, you know, there, there's no one out there like her that can stay five steps ahead of what the rest of us are thinking. So she knows what to put out so that it gets us talking and then what to put out in uh, another week to keep us talking more. And like it's it's a talent that no one else possesses but her. What? And I'll say one. Yeah, I was gonna say one thing about Kim. She's also super good to people. She's yeah. very good to the media. She's very good to the fans. Like, you know, I see a lot of celebrities every single day, but Kim has always been the same person when it comes to fans and media is taking selfies. 
she's just super cool and nice about it. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it means, I don't know, it says a lot about it does her. Mean she's a just lot. a good person. Yeah. Do you think she learned that from Paris Hilton? Cause we kind of saw in Paris's documentary, her relationship with her fans and her relationship with just the media in general and how intimate it is. Yeah. I think, I, it, yeah, I, yes, to a certain extent, but also I think it's just who she is. Like I've never seen her, like we've seen some crazy things with her and she's always been the same person. Chill. I think it's just, built in her system she's used to it she's she's very yeah, like, immune to it i i think zach has a point there i think that she learned from the other master which was paris and you know paris treats people very well True. with a lot of respect i've never had a bad encounter with paris hilton i've walked away from every encounter being like this woman is beautiful inside and out and she gets a bad rap from people because again i don't know if it's just jealousy or people just want to hate on her but she's a really good person. <laughs> and I have nothing bad to say about Paris or Kim working in this industry for so long. You may say that they're overexposed, yeah. but they're nice people. Which I find to be rare because you would just think in order to get to that level of fame, you'd have to have like a strong distance and a strong wall and not let anybody in because I can imagine how exhausting that must be with constantly oh. having to be on and people having access to you 24-7. 100%. It's got to be really tiring. I want to talk to you guys about the Lisa Rinna lawsuit. She's in a lawsuit right now with the paparazzi. I believe she's trying to take it to as, as high up as she can because she's fighting back. He, I believe, is trying to sue her for $1.1 million. He took a few pictures of her. She posted them on her Instagram stories, and now it's become a big legal battle. Obviously, we've seen cases like this in the past where paparazzi tried to sue celebrities for copyright infringement for using their photos. Where do you think she could possibly take this and how do you think that it's going to affect the paparazzi industry being that it seems to already be struggling with social media and now that celebrities have their own photos that they're posting and now you have Us Weekly pulling photos from their Instagrams. How do you think this is going to affect the paparazzi world altogether? Do you think she even has a case? Uh, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a good question. It's a, and it's a long answer. You know, I know from my experience, I deal with a lot of the photo agencies and I know photographers now like, hey, we hope a celebrity uses it without our permission because we just know like we'll be able to sue them. Yeah. We know we'll get money from them. It's a it's a hard, you know, I get both sides like, hey, you guys took our photo, you know, but that's just the industry is they have to be able to take a photo. The industry is they, you know, like and if you want the photo, I think from from my experience, the photographers like I know Amy Schumer and other celebrities have hit up. Uh, photographers I know and say, hey, listen, do you mind if I use this photo? I'll give you credit. I've never heard a photographer saying no. Most of them say, yeah, cool. Like, sure. Like, I appreciate you asking me to use my photo. Some of these celebrities are people that complain about the paparazzi and then all of a sudden use the photo. And it's like, all right, screw them. I'm going to go against them. Does she have a case? I mean, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know the, the exact legal stuff, there, but I don't think she does because at the end of the day, she used someone's photo, especially without the permission. As far as the future of the industry, like, the outlets aren't making as much money. So they're going to use whatever they can do to save a dollar. If they could use an old photo, if they could use uh, something from Instagram so they don't have to pay for a photo, they're going to do whatever they can to save money because at the end of the day, it's show business. They don't care about the show. It's about the business. Can they make money on it? And you know what the, the thing is, Zach? These lawsuits are going on all the time. Yeah, all the time. At least the Rena one is the only one that you're hearing about right now. But trust me, these celebs, when they post up paparazzi photos, they are getting hit up almost immediately saying, take it down or pay us. And in most situations, the, the, the celebs will pay. And so, cause they don't want the lawsuit. They're like, here you go. I'm right. going to pay you money, get rid of it. Lisa Ren is the only one that's pushing back. And so now it's become a public thing, but I can promise you Kim Kardashian, cause Kim posts a lot of paparazzi photos. Well, I heard Kim that she hires her own paparazzi to take photos to look like a paparazzi picture, but that way she doesn't worry about any copyright infringement issues. So I, I know that there's been both, to be honest with you. I know that it's not necessarily that she hires them. It's that she's kind of got them under her wing, I would say, more so, so that they there's like a, a back-end deal. Like, hey, I'll, I'll kind of rub your back if you rub my back, essentially. Right. So that there's that. Sense. But yeah. I think there's so many agencies out there that she does now license these photos because she's doing it the right way. And I know that for a fact that Kim will license these photos from the agencies to put them up. Or 
give them a link and it makes it worthwhile for everyone. You know what I'm saying? It tag, tag it back to the agency. Then it's kind of like everyone benefits from it. Um, but I know that she's been slapped on the hand. I know. I mean, who else? Uh, Jennifer everyone, Lopez, everyone, yeah. Jennifer Lopez and uh, Megan Fox. I mean, everyone's been slapped on the hand already when it comes to po- using paparazzi photos because they think they look, cool because their fashion looks good or whatever but you can't just steal a paparazzi photo and then just get away with it and so i feel that lisa Renner's is going to end up paying at the end of the day yeah if they really wanted to they could reach out to the agency and license the photo you know just like everyone else um but i think know, adam has, say, oh they took a photo with me but adam has a good point is that the magazines are dying off i mean we all know that that's not a surprise they're dying off and so people aren't buying as many photos as they used to so that industry is suffering so if someone's going to steal it they're going to go after them yeah, to make up the money elsewhere, which I think was the the point she was trying to make in her argument was that that industry took a big hit in 2020 when celebs weren't going out as much and then they were wearing masks. So they were a little more disguised, although we did still still see quite a few of them even masked up with hats on still getting their paparazzi pictures taken. How does that system work? Dax? Oh, wait, well, Are they- why is that a part of her argument? What is what do you think that she's, she's to- saying that it's a cash grab and because the the number I believe they're suing her for one point one million and she's like, I would have paid a, f- a fee, but one point one sounds like a really big cash grab. And you're only doing this because you need money because the industry hurt in 2020. Gotcha. I mean, listen, I don't think that the photo of her, you know, was worth one point one million. Um, it's. I think eventually you settle out of court for a certain amount of money. Does it even more than 20? I mean, who knows what the guy, what they could do. It's the end day. She used something that wasn't theirs. Yeah. Um, but it, it does need to be a reasonable amount of money. So 1.1 is not a price that Lisa Renner needs to pay for a social media photo. That no. that's crazy. Um, I, and I, to be honest, I don't even know what agency took the photo, but um, I would say if it was a reasonable amount, then I, I, I would say Just pay, pay it, it. Yeah. The hell long pay it to be done. Yeah. It's not even worth the legal battle. Yeah. Especially the attorney's fees you're going to rack up taking it as far as you can. It's going to be astronomical. So what is that relationship? Because I see a lot of these photos, especially like Housewives of New Jersey, where they have paparazzi photos out. And I'm like, what fucking paparazzi is in New Jersey (laughs) catching (laughs) Melissa Gorga walking and opening her mailbox with the mask on and, you know, on a Tuesday afternoon? Is it the celebrities that's actually contacting the photographers? Is it people on their behalf, like their managers or their publicists that are setting this up unbeknownst to the celebs? Like, how does that whole system work? Let's say E, all of the above. (laughs) You know, I think really what it comes down to is, yes, there are there are celebrities out there that will personally contact paps or you know a photographer or whatever but then there's a whole team behind them that will also do it you know just so that the the celeb doesn't have to call themselves but here's the thing there's a very big give and take when it comes to paparazzi and celebs and staying relevant in the media because if you start disappearing and no one's taking your photo and you're not on you know the the front page of tmz or us weekly or whatever blog there is out there the perception is you're not as cool as you used to be, right? Like if, if no one's reporting on you, you're not interesting anymore, right. which means you don't land as many gigs. No one wants to hire you for a reality show. So I think the give and take of I'm going to be here, come get photos of me, take them so that I appear in magazines is necessary this day and age. You know, you can post it on your social media, but there's a different uh, perception also when it's a paparazzi photo versus just a selfie photo that you're posting uh, yourself. What do you guys think about Erica Jane? Because we see a lot of paparazzi photos of her. We saw one of her pumping gas and she was looking real disheveled. And then we saw her really glammed. And we see these photos. Fo- Obviously, she's a polarizing figure right now. A lot of people are, are you know, tuning into what she's doing. I would imagine she wouldn't be calling the paparazzi on herself just because what would be the need? There's already so much publicity around her. Is it that they really are just tracking her down and following her? Like, is that really a a true thing that paparazzi just kind of follow celebs everywhere that they go? Oh, yeah. I think, you know, the day after that news breaks, there's paparazzi hanging outside her door starting at like 430 in the morning. Wow. I mean, they're going to rush right over there because it's it's a news story. At this point, the story's died down a little bit. So I think, you know, occasionally someone might wait at her house because it might be, you know, maybe she's um, 
trending, her name's trending or something like that. Or, uh, you know, occasionally for, you know, something's going on in her life. I, I, I would, I would think she would be doing a paparazzi shot. You know, if she's dating a new guy, you know what? Why don't you make some back end money on it on the beach? Hey, I'll sell a paparazzi as long as I get paid on it. Sure. I mean, that would be the smart thing to do. But when that story first broke, there was guys definitely waiting outside her house. And that's usually once every time there's a, a story broke about a certain celebrity, there will be people waiting outside their home. Yeah. And we we were right over next. We were to just there. The yeah. we, we were literally we uh, we were at her neighbor's house and Who's Dr. Drew, by the way? Yeah, I, was gonna see, gonna, <laughs> I didn't know if you're going to say it. But yeah. So we were at Dr. Drew's house the other day. He's like neighbors with her. Um, and her gate is like, it's one way in, one way out. It's not like, you know, Britney Spears or the Kardashians when they live in this like big gated community right. where there's multiple exits. Like if Erica Jane wants to leave, there's one gate out and people could sit outside and just wait for her to leave. So she's one of those people that if they really want her, they can doorstep her house. And yeah, that's what they call They call doorstepping. That's the, the term for those photographers. Interesting. Now, there were some photos of her inside of TJ Maxx and the photos were taken Good from inside her. of TJ that Maxx. Right. That to me, though, sound like I, I don't typically know of paparazzi to be inside the store taking a photo of a celebrity shopping in the store. Now, does oh. this sound like it was tipped off? Yes. <laughs> Paparazzi are not allowed to go right. in a store and That's take photos. And Adam and I have been laughing for years ever since Katie Holmes started doing her setup photo shoots because beca- you would get these photo shoots of Katie Holmes, who was at the time like with Tom Cruise, right. you know, on top of the world. Everyone was taking her photos and then she'd be in a CVS like picking up a, a bottle or a box. And I'm like. Oh my God, Katie Holmes is doing setup photos. Like what is happening right now? Because there is something about someone being in a store and getting photos of them in a store that is very bizarre and unusual. Yeah. They're the, the, when the brand, when the coconut water label is sticking out, you know, it's like, come on, this is, it's a commercial, you yeah. know? And, and then they're shopping at Dwayne Reed with full makeup and a, and a dress. Yeah. That was like Spencer and Heidi shopping at the 99 cent store. But the difference yeah, is that? Yeah. Heidi and Spencer like acknowledge the fact that they were doing it. That's what made Heidi and Spencer so great. And we had Spencer on like two, was it two, three months ago? I don't know. But finally got to talk to him about all of that because it was so awesome. Like when I was at TMZ, every day there'd be a Heidi and Spencer set that came in. And I loved that they were the only ones utilizing the paps in that regards. Like we are doing setup and we're going to be super cheesy and be (laughs) over the top and people are going to love it or hate it, but they're going to talk about it. So having him on, he was like, yeah, of course, like we'd call them up. They'd tell us what to do. We would do it. But that was the difference between them. They would acknowledge the craziness of having an interaction with the paparazzi. What do you think was the reason their fame died out? Because I feel like they were so big at that time. I mean, obviously the show ended and there was, you know, beef with with MTV, but they were so good at utilizing the press and and always doing something to gain attention and then they just kind of died out altogether. Now they've tried to reboot the Hills and it's not really taking off, but what do you think was, would attribute to them kind of just dying out? He acknowledges it. He said that I, I thought I was bigger than I was. He, we, we asked him that question straight up. Like what happened? Why did, why did you have this like insane amount of fame? And then it just kind of all went away and goes, well, I, thought that our fame was bigger than the hills Mm. and he goes and then i realized that it wasn't and he's the first one to shit all over the new hills (laughs) he goes they they're not listening to direction they're not listening to what is going to really keep this storyline going he goes none of the people on that show want to work and so he he had said he's like there is a you know, they are not going to renew the show. It's going down the shitter and it's horrible. And mostly because they're not, no one else in this show is putting the effort in that Spencer's putting in. Well, cause Spencer's smart. And that's why I was yeah. really shocked to see him kind of disappear because they were very smart in the sense that, you know, they were doing all the cheeky 99 cent store photo shoots, but they also were very candid about it. They were very open. They were very open with their relationship with the paparazzi. They knew how to create drama and scandal and show up in a, you know, disguise at the Hills uh, watch party at the Beverly Hilton. Um, they were, I don't know. I loved them. And I, Adam, what did he say? He had some crazy fact that like 
him and Heidi got more covers than Brad and Angelina or something like that year. I forget. It was something yeah. wild that it, I couldn't believe. I, believe yeah, he, I mean, listen, he was very intelligent. He got it, but he was entertaining. Like he didn't hide around it. I, I think he's, he's, he's great. He, he understands the business so well, but also he just approached the photographers and always gave it up for photographers. So, you know, when those paparazzi need to get good photos to sell, you know, a photo of, you know, someone covering their face and not looking good. Those photos are, they don't sell. People want to see people are happy. Heidi and Spencer, they're always happy. They would give it up. They would do cheesy stuff. And we entertain that cheesy stuff. We love them for all that cheesy stuff. It's, it's kind of crazy. You know, I think a lot of it goes to timing, you know, like they were great at its time. And then people wanted to move on a little bit to a certain extent. That makes me respect Kim so much more than it's like, why did Kim have so much more longevity than Spencer and Heidi? Why do you think that is? I well, don't... number one, she has the most like the plot lines inside the Kardashian Jenner family alone. You you could not script yeah. half of that yeah. stuff. Like the, there's things there that like the Bruce to Caitlin storyline, like that is something that no one could have ever scripted out. Kylie Jenner becoming the billionaire in the family. I mean, the the, the people they date, the people that are around them, I mean. It's wild. So I think it's not just her. I think if she didn't have her family also as storylines, it might have been a little harder. But the the family as a whole, it's like my jaw drops all the time. It never ends. Never and, ends. And they're so open about it. What do you guys think of, of Tristan and his new soon to be baby mama? I, I, to be honest with you, I never met Tristan. I think the story itself is wild. That Snapchat is just crazy. <laughs> the stuff he wrote to her and this girl... I think she knew what she was doing, yeah. you know, um, and she's she could have walked out with seventy five thousand if she basically kept her mouth shut. But now she's going to walk away with a lot more. Oh, maybe yeah. she's going to get a lot more. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, checkmate. She won. My thing is, I just feel bad for Chloe. Like, how can this lady? Do you not know, find like I felt bad guy. for her. And now I'm at the point where I'm like, you know what? We've told you so many times at this point and you don't learn your lesson. It's that's that's a, like it's wild. Like, how does she have such a bad picker? She seems like a good person. She seems friendly. She seems loving. Like, how do you constantly pick like the worst possible people to get in relationships with? I can't. I and I mean, it, it seems like there's still a relationship with Tristan, whatever it might be. Yeah, and I think see, she's masking it as a co-parenting relationship rather than, you know, whatever emotional needs I think she needs to work through. Yeah, at that, she needs to move along from that one. Like, he's your baby daddy, but that's where it should end. There shouldn't be a relationship because clearly the, the guy has proven over and over and over again that he is not going to be in a committed relationship at any point should, in his life. You know, what's so funny, Dax, a crazy story. The first time I met Chloe was at the airport and she was with Lamar and actually it might've been not maybe the first time one, the first time I, and I remember talking to her and this is when she had, remember she had a radio show in Miami. It was like a sex oh, show yeah. and they filmed it on the radio. With they Michael Yo, right? Yeah. With Michael Yo, And it was like a sex conversation. And I said to her and I, I didn't yet again, I was, ner I just wasn't even thinking. And I said to her, I said, I said, Chloe, which celebrity do you think had the best celebrity sex tape? Forgetting that her sister had a very <laughs> famous one. And all of a sudden, her, Lamar was like, yo, what are you talking about? Like, you know, and like, and she, I was like, oh, my God. Like, it just got really weird. Lamar comes out to me. He's like, what are you talking about, man? What's that question? I'm like, I literally was like, oh, my God. I am so, I didn't even think. I honestly, it wasn't like trying to gotcha question. It was like, a, I love celebrity sex tapes. I think they're hysterical. But I forgot <laughs> that she actually did one. And they got in the elevator and they were going upstairs and I ran up the escalator to catch up to him outside the elevator. And I put the camera down. And I said, Chloe, I just want to apologize. I wasn't thinking it was totally my mistake. I'm going to erase the video. I wasn't trying to catch. And Lamar I was like, yo, get out of here. Get out of here. And, and, and Chloe was like, listen, Lamar, he's apologizing. Like, this is kind of nice. Like, and I was like, yeah, man, I'm totally sorry. I was in the wrong. Yeah, no. I just want to show you. I deleted the video and she was super cool about it. Super understanding. I'll never forget that. We don't have any more good celebrity sex tapes anymore. Now it's no. just like cheap OnlyFans. Like Chad Johnson, right? I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, he's trying. Yeah. He's starting to, what, what did he say? He came on. He said he, he had was like a like he was doing like a, a crazy house where like a webcam like or something. Yeah, it was gonna be like you watch him at his house and just goes nuts and stuff. He goes yeah, nuts it was a all weird. the time. 
It was like a bunny ranch type style. Give uh, me a Colton uh, Underwood OnlyFans and I'll subscribe to that one. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you like his show, by the way? Have you seen it? I thought it was actually really good. I have an episode that I'm dropping later this week, diving into into the coming out Colton series. I thought it was a lot better than I was expecting. You know, I thought yeah. that there was going to be a lot of like preaching or a lot of like, you know, um, I don't know. I liked that the, the, the series itself didn't tell us anything as much as we got to go through his journey of self-discovery with him. We got to learn yeah. and experience it through his lens versus, you know, kind of being told, you know. No, like I hear you. Dax, is. you kind of look like a skinny Colton with that backwards hat right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, he's always wearing the backwards hat on the show. You kind of look like a skinny one. Yeah, I only <laughs> saw OC three too. episodes of it, but I only, I it, to be honest with you, if I saw the one episode, I felt like I didn't have to, the, after I saw the first episode, I didn't feel like I needed to watch the second episode. Yeah. You know, like, it was, it, it was, I thought it was gist. way too long. It could have been it like didn't an hour and be, that's yeah. it. It didn't need to be six episodes. Um, yeah. But it was. Zach, what, I want to know what you think of all the Aaron Carter stuff that's going on <sighs> right now. I mean, Aaron Carter is another one that just is never short of of storylines there as well. He needs to get his Kardashian family up on a reality show. He's wild. Um, he's he's doing all the OnlyFans and the the videos and streaming stuff too, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I've I've seen people have sent me his dong photos a lot. I uh, <laughs> I it's it's kind of crazy. I, I mean, it is crazy. It's insane. And the crazy part, he came on our podcast. And I reached out to him. He responded within five minutes. Like, hey, I would love to do it. Send me a really nice message. And he came on the show and he was on time. Uh, Dax, well, I mean, I thought he was a good guy. Like you he wanted to a, believe he him. A, he was very convincing too. He was a too. great guest. We talked all about his family and his brother. And he kind of broke down why they fell apart. And he blamed a lot on his success. Um kind of offended his brother like he got mm. jealous and bitter and kind of pushed Aaron away because Aaron had a really big career at, yeah. at one point and and then it just kind of separated them but his life is so weird like I don't know I, I at times I'm like he seems normal and then other times I'm like are we dealing with mental illness like yeah. I don't know where where to place Aaron Carter on you know uh, when when things are going wild I, I just don't do you think Lindsay's going to have a comeback now that she has her Netflix Christmas movie? Has anyone seen, when does it come out? It comes out has next come, year, next Christmas. I don't. I, I, I'd like to give her the benefit of the doubt. You know, I, I, I'm kind of one of those people that would root for Lindsay Lohan because she's been through so much crap that like, I want to, I want that success story for her. Yeah. Like I thought, oh, with Liz and Dick, she's coming back. And then that was horrible. It was so bad. <laughs> and, I, I've met her a couple times. Also, a wonderful person. I know that there are horror stories about Lindsay Lohan. Every inter encounter, ugh, encounter that I've had were great. But I do, I, I, I want that opposite story. For me, you, you see all these people kind of go downhill and then not able to come back. I would like to have her like a Robert Downey Jr. type story where she's like, I got into drugs. I got into all this stuff. I went to rehab and then I came back and I was the Phoenix rising out of the ashes. That would be a great Lindsay Lohan story. I just don't know if it's actually going to happen. How yeah, could it? Liz, she was a she, Lindsay was an amazing actress. Yeah. Like she was such a good actress. In my opinion, the problem is now is. You know, Robert Downey Jr., when that stuff was going down, there wasn't so much there wasn't social media. So it wasn't all the news wasn't so much in your face. Yeah. Lindsay was is such a great actress. The problem is if she does a role, you don't see her as the character. You see Lindsay Lohan, yeah. you know, and it's no, like but hard to she, take out of her head. She did not do a good job in Liz and Dick. No, Liz and that Dick was, wasn't. Yeah. That was, it was awful. I mean, but to I be fair, to if, be fair, Dex, it was Lifetime, and I don't think anybody does well in Lifetime movies. True. <laughs> I feel like but it's I like think, a prerequisite to just be bad at acting if you're going right. to be in a Lifetime movie, especially a biopic. But I think if Lindsay Lohan, if she really put in the acting skills and someone gave her a shot on like a legit movie and she pulled it off, she would be back. Like, that's how quick I think... America embraces someone if they yeah. show that they are talented and they can do it a good job everyone would be like and Lindsay Lohan's back and it, it would change on a dime I'm telling you what do you think of Paris's new reality I mean I don't know is it a reality series her peacock show Paris in love we had the the documentary and then she had her cooking show on Netflix that was awful but now she has Paris in love she kind of seems to be embracing the reality world again do you think this could be a second win for her? Or do you think 
I mean, I feel like she may be wanting to kind of gain that that fame and notoriety or that attention that she used to have again. I, I, I'm excited for the show. I think Paris knows what she knows what she's doing. It's uh, it's fun. It looks like I'm interested in this guy, Carter, too, because he's not one of those people that you see a lot. He's right. a successful guy, but he's not like he's not cheesy, you know, and it's also he's he's successful. So I'm, I'm, I'm I want to learn more about his success. But also, I think this is a good opportunity for Paris to really come back. I mean, we see we saw the documentary. The documentary was amazing on her. I think she's she's going to go back to I, she's yeah, done but, so many selfies over the years. It's hard to some of the allure <laughs> is kind of over for the fans. Yeah. However, there's still excitement about her. There, there's excitement about her. But like me personally, I don't want to watch her cook. I don't want to watch yeah. her in love. I like. Paris Hilton fish out of water, which was the simple life. Right. I like watching rich people not knowing what the hell they're doing. Like to me, that was pure entertainment. I liked the documentary also because it was a real look at Paris's life and it's not all glitz and glamor. I like that. So I feel like if she was able to do another reality TV show, but it's not about just glitz and glamor Paris Hilton, but like real Paris, I like that. I, I want to see her not pretending, not with the, the Paris accent. Yeah. You know, I, I want to just see real. And then I would probably watch. But I don't really care about her love life. Like, yay. And I want to watch her cook. I feel That's like my personal the opinion. Shtick, I feel like the shtick ran its course. You know, it was yep. cute in the simple life. She was young then. It was different. Whereas, like, now she's a grown woman. She's getting married. That, like, the shtick just to me doesn't work anymore the way that it but she used was to. always a different person in person like yeah paris from my example from my experience on the street i remember one time getting around the street and she was did the yeah hot it's hot blah, blah, blah. and she does the phrases she knows what she's doing and then i was walking away and she goes hey do you mind shooting me again like i just didn't like my answers all right cool so we staged it i got her on the street like hey what do you think about this one and she does it like she changed her answers, but like there's a different Paris, like when you're really talking to her than when she's putting on the act. And I think that's the, you know, we're seeing more of the real person. I would watch a Paris becoming a mother. So if we get, that we got fun. Paris, it would be like pregnant. The simple life. Although it, it would be yeah, yeah. modern, simple, simple life. That, that to me would be interesting. You watch her go through a pregnancy and have to deal with hormone swings and wanting to eat and, you know, just, not understanding your body and then giving birth, which, you know, be, becoming a mother changes women's lives. And so I would like to watch Paris go through that. But I'd also want to be there for the first couple months when she has no sleep. She's getting woken up nine times a night. She's having to feed the kid that I would watch because I I'm telling you, it is, it is a whole different ball game when you become a parent and the lack of sleep and, you know, you, your body is just whacked out of its mind. I'd watch that. What do you think of Kathy Hilton? Because I feel like watching her on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, she's playing up that same character, you know, where we have that who is hunky dory, like all these little lines that don't seem to be. Real? Like, I can't tell if it's if it's a full a full character or if it's really who she I mean, is. And she's like that her. kooky. People seem to really like Kathy right now. To be honest, I haven't watched the Beverly Hills Housewives in a while. Like, I kind of got over them. I used to watch them pretty religiously back in the day when it was Vanderpump and uh, Maloof and all of them. Yeah. And then they just kind of like I got over it. I, it, you know, you bring Brandy Glanville back. Maybe I'll, maybe yeah. I'll tune in then. I'll, yeah, I, I'm here for Brandy Glanville. She's in the new, um, their new mashup show that they're doing on Peacock. Yeah, I like that yeah. they brought her in for that. Yeah, I like Brand. Brandy's just she's good. She's the most TV. real person I, I think that show has ever had, and they almost couldn't handle her because she was so real. She didn't hide it. She didn't pretend. You know, we had her on, and she's. There's no bullshit. Have you ever had her on your podcast? No, she doesn't like me. We got into a, a oh, beef. There was a I re, I reported on um her in a love triangle threesome situation, and I guess when the story got back to her, she thought that I was saying that I had a threesome with her and one of the other housewives, <laughs> which is so ridiculous. <laughs> and so she went on her podcast to like trash me being like who do you, i think i am making up this rumor and i was like that you didn't even listen to my show because that wasn't who would believe that i had a threesome <laughs> with you like how is that even a real thing 
to so, me, I'm surprised she wouldn't have embraced that because she seems like the one that like, well, when ended, something's ridiculous, she doesn't just she just embraces it. Like, it ended yeah, up causing a fight crazy. between her and Kim Richards, who who she was really close with at the time. So that because mm. she kind of, you know, threw the heat back on me. But I was like, no, you just got the rumor wrong. Gotcha. She did well, confirm, sh- though, that she was involved in a, the threesome that I was referring to. I just she I was not present for it. So how was she in bed, though? Um, you know, <laughs> a little messy. <laughs> a little messy. Um, but you know what? We worked out the kink. She's very tall and I'm a lot shorter. So logistics wise, we had to kind of, you know, work some through some things. But, you know, I learned I some that. new tongue. She taught me the tongue tricks that she used on Denise Richards. So <laughs> I can work with that in the future. <laughs> what do you guys think of Carol Baskin? I saw she was just on your show. Um, I was surprised. I, I liked her. I don't know. She was goofy. She's weird. She Do you could, think she killed her I, husband? Ah, oh, man, it's still hard to say. It's like the evidence is so against her, but yet again, she seems so calm talking about it. But yet again, there's no remorse really because it is still a, a crazy subject. I don't know, but it's just the whole thing is weird. What I will say about her is she says like the show was really hard for her, but yeah. I think she also really does like the attention of it too. So, um, but yet again, it depends how she uses the attention. If the attention is good for her, her cause and her purpose, which is to save the tigers. I, I think it's been good for her more than bad, but she says that like, I think she was probably surprised because within a weekend she became a huge star. Right. Um, and I think she, she loves, she likes the attention. I agree. Cause when I was talking, I had her on my show a few weeks ago. And when I was talking to her, she was like, you know, it's, it's done more damage than it's done good for me in my life because it's hurting my cause. But I'm also kind of like, but you were on dancing with the stars and you have all these interviews now where you get to bring more exposure to your cause. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, I yeah, think she, she likes she, the she, attention. Oh, a hundred percent. Cause I, I asked her, so we went through all that and she's like, tiger King ruined my life. I can't yeah. leave the sanctuary. We had to shut down the sanctuary, blah, blah, blah. blah. And I said, would you do it all over again though? And she goes, yeah. I'm like, yeah. okay, then it didn't really ruin your life. You're, you're in a pretty good place. Everyone knows your name. And the funny thing is, I think she has a very negative outlook on her fame. Mm-hmm. Like when she sees people dressing up like her for Halloween in her brain, it's because they're making fun of me in my brain. It's because you're so famous that everyone knows exactly who you are and they can dress up like you, you know? And I, I, I think she's just kind of got a warped sense of her fame that no one else really has. I mean, but. if you feed your husband to the tigers, your sense of reality is a little off. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, you believe think her? she killed him? I don't know. I mean, I think she's a really nice woman and talking to her, you know, she's very confident that she didn't do it. But the, mm-hmm. you know, the cadence and the, the composure made me question it because it was just it was too composed and it was too calm and it was too like there's no emotion there you know i'm like if that were your husband and you lost him and he's still missing i would just think that there would be something more you wouldn't be so desensitized to it yeah, yeah i don't know i agree with you i don't know but that Weird. show is crazy it's season their second season didn't take off though I didn't even watch it. I watched like half an episode and I was. Yeah, no, it it wasn't. It was kind of like um, the second season was more like narrowed down to certain agendas. Like the first one's like the press of trying to free, you know, uh, the main guy. Uh, So I don't know. It's it was exotic. Joe Joe Exotic. It was just like, again, I saw two episodes. I didn't need to watch the rest. There was nothing new to take away. It was just kind of. I don't know. I, I brought nothing to the table. Zach, did you watch Winter House? I did. What, what did you think? I thought it was good, but my standard of those shows is a lot lower. You know, it's not like a big housewives show. It's not a Vanderpump Rules. You know, it's more sideshow. So I didn't think there was much plot or much story or anything. It was just a bunch of people getting together and, and getting sloppy drunk and sleeping with each other, which is essentially the premise of like Summer House. But I don't know. I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Did you think, uh, uh, well, do you like Winter House? I'm sorry, Summer House? Mm-hmm. I like Summer House. I'm looking forward so you to like the some- season. See, I wonder, that's what I was curious if 
people who watch Summer House, like if they're more New Yorkers, like I, I'm in New York, everyone loves Summer House here because it's such an East Coast thing. Yeah. I didn't know if the show really transitioned well for people out in L.A. or if it they doesn't. had interest in as much. It doesn't. Our We love Vanderpump Rules probably because it's L.A. based. Yeah. Summer House. Yeah. I, I, more... yeah, I don't watch Vanderpump because it, it doesn't resonate with me. Yeah. No, I think I, I didn't even make that connection until you just said that. But no, Ali's very much in love with Vanderpump Rules, which is also really struggling. Um, we saw Stassi, Kristen, Jackson, Brittany all exit from the show. We had Lala Kent last week, who is teasing at a possible exit from Vanderpump Rules. I've always thought Stassi and, and Lala were the two that had the most potential to have a career or television show beyond Vanderpump Rules of that cast. Do you think it would be smart for her to leave the show considering it's not even doing so well already? Or do you think she should probably hold on to that as long as she can? I would say hang on for as long as you can because the longevity, there's only, it's Bravo. So there's only so many hours you could really put TV on. You know, they only have so much space. Uh, do I think she has potential to do her own show? Yes. But, you know, if you but do get it, it that spinoff lined up before you exit. How about exactly. that? Exactly. But the thing is, if that spinoff doesn't do well after one season, try coming back to the show. They might say, all right, wipe your hands off. We're done with them. Yeah. But if the show's dying off or whatever, doing some spinoff, at least it will, you know, put a, a little bit more time on your shelf life. How about that? Yeah. I mean, especially with everything going on with Randall, I feel like that's a story people want to watch that I, I would imagine it wouldn't be hard to land some sort of spinoff right now. Now that she's a new mom, she's a single mom. She came off right from this, you know, cheating scandal. And he's apparently been doing this for years. She's apparently known about it for years. Um, it's wild. Have you kept up with any of their drama? Randall? And I Lala? haven't because it's so exhausting. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> It's too much. <laughs> I, I, like, there's only so much I can handle. I got to pick and choose my battles. I'm, I'm still obsessed with like the Jesse Smollett stuff, you know. Oh, so that's yeah. more my. I'm like, wow, this is just a wild. Did story. you ever? Were you ever on the fence about Jesse? No, you knew he no. was. He stayed. I mean, I, the, the whole thing. It was just. I think the people who need to be rewarded, actually, in some ways, not rewarded, but like thought of, was the police officers because they were the ones who like questioned it right from the start. They're like. Why didn't you take the noose around off your neck? They were the first ones to be like, something seems suspicious here. Um, and that's kind of what helped build everything up. Um, but I, I mean, I thought the whole thing seemed shady right from the start. Once, once I started hearing all the facts, I wasn't right, right away. I said, he's innocent. But once we started to hear things come out, it was just getting weirder and weirder and weirder. Yeah, it was. I mean, I think he's done at this point. There's no way for him to, I don't think anybody's interested in him to move forward. I can see a podcast. <laughs> oh, what would he possibly talk about? Yeah, I mean, what, listen, would Taraji be his first yeah. guest? She was the only one really lobbying for him. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, someone he's gonna, someone's gonna be interested if they bring if he gets another season of maybe the surreal life. I know that's coming back. <laughs> Is it? Are they bringing no. that back? Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. On yeah, VH1, yeah. Actually, the cast is announced. Yeah. Oh what? wow. Yeah. Hold on. They should bring back Flava Flav and or who was the original? They should have brought back some of the originals. That, that would, would be good. Um, Speaking of yeah, Flava Flav, was, was just it, like Vanilla out. Ice yeah. and Brigitte Nielsen. Brigitte, Brigitte was great. Oh man! Wait, the new one actually the lineup is pretty decent. It's I mean it's not great, but it's oh it's Dennis Rodman, uh, August Alsina, Stormy Daniels, Tamar Braxton, Frankie Muniz, Kim Coles. And uh, wrestler C.J. Perry and uh, YouTuber Manny Mua. Interesting. Not bad. Yeah. But throw it's, Brigitte in there for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that was the back. first one was great. The first one was great. And first remember awesome. Vern Troyer like just peeing in the corner off his little <laughs> scooter. There was so much classic off that that first season. That was a great era of reality TV. Yes. So true. So true. Who's been your favorite guest on the podcast recently? Brooke Hogan. Recently? Brooke really? Hogan. Yeah. Brooke Hogan. What is she, she doing these days? She, it's... You, so you would be surprised. Brooke Hogan is like a mogul that no one really knows. She's like an underground mogul, but she basically, she has a design company that will fur, uh, like furnish your Airbnb. 
Okay. Okay. So it's really big in Nashville. That's where she started up, but it's become like the number one company in the country to furnish Airbnbs. And it's, was it designs by Brooke? Is that what it was yeah. called? I think it's designs by Brooke, but it's blown up and she runs the whole company and it's doing really, really well. And you would never know. Like she does, she's just kind of stayed out of the spotlight, but she came on and she was wonderful. Like we both Adam and I got off the podcast. We're like, holy crap. That woman was, she was so articulate. She like everything. She just, she blew me away. And my wife doesn't listen to a lot of our podcasts. Sorry, Adam, but she just doesn't. She's like, I hear enough of you, Dax. I don't need to listen to you even more. She got, she listened to the Brooke Hogan podcast and she was like, that was a phenomenal interview. I really like Brooke. I don't know. Just everything about that episode was great. Yeah. Brooke is just one of those people that we forget about. She's been in the business for a long time, but also she had, especially in the tabloid industry between her brother, her father, her mother, there's so many interesting story angles that kind of came from them. And it wasn't, it it was tough on her, you know, like she didn't do anything wrong. It was very, very tough on her, but she's very, very candid, very open, but just was very, came from like all her answers. Like she thought of like, it was just, but she was super honest. And uh, it was interesting to hear like her from her side dealing with, her father's situation, her mother's yeah. situation when her mother was dating that young guy. Like, uh, like it was pretty, it was fascinating to me. That whole, that family and that era when they were on TV, she had her own spinoff for a minute, didn't she? Brooke knows best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brooke knows best. Yeah. That but, was a good time. So one of the most fascinating stories we got out of her was right after Brooke knows best ended, she moved to Nashville and she became a waitress at a JW Marriott. What? And Yes. And she was like, yeah, I, I didn't have anything to do. And I wasn't a reality star anymore. So I became a cocktail waitress and she was serving food and serving drinks. And she was like, yeah, wow. everyone would be like, oh, aren't you Brooke Hogan? What the hell are you doing working here? And she goes, but for me, it was one of the best times of my life that I was interacting with people and I was like having a good time. And I don't know how that news story never made it out until our podcast aired. I, I, I don't know how no one has talked about that. I'm going to need to go follow Brooke on, on Instagram. After you should. This. She's great. She is. Yeah. Awesome. Super nice. And I couldn't believe like it was just we it was like an hour conversation. We didn't want to end. It was like, man, there's just so much more. But yet again, she said everything like she didn't yeah. hide. As you know, sometimes like they're like, oh, we don't want to get into this. We don't get yeah. to that. But like she was an open can like just super cool, super chill. And again, someone like who I'm a fan of because I was a fan of Hogan knows best. I'm also a wrestling fan. But just to hear like from her experience, like what was it like when you're again, I was so curious when her mom was dating that guy who's younger than her. And she said it was like she was happy that her mom was happy and he treated her mom well. And I was like, you know what, for a person like that to swallow the shame from other people that may put on you and the embarrassment that some people might expect, you said, you know what, my mother is happy. That's all I want. Yeah. It's good. Who would you say was the the guest that disappointed you? I always say this, Perez Hilton. Really? Perez Hilton. Yeah. I was bummed. I, I expected a really good interview with Perez, mostly because I, you know, I, I grew up watching his work and yeah. then worked at TMZ. And, you know, we were like competitors, but I still always really respected him. And just the amount of knowledge and tea and all this stuff yeah. I know is inside of his head. And I didn't feel like when we had an interview, he gave up much. And I was just like, I feel like you're such an open person, an open book, or at least that's the persona. And I didn't feel like I got any of that during our interview. Do you think it's because he's on this like tour to rehab his image? No, and that's fine. I You can be on the tour to rehab your image, but I still feel like we, we asked a lot of questions and we got a lot of like no answers or like not going to talk about that or don't want to answer that. And I was like, but it was also stuff like he wanted, uh, listen, I grew up on Perez, man, Perez, like, you know, I remember it was the biggest thing for me. And I feel like a lot of it, he just wanted to kind of feel respected, you know, Mm. more than anything. He's like, I, I, I deserve respect and which he does, but it was coming from that place rather than like, you know, I wanted to still learn more about it and just was very, He was closed off more than I thought he would be. And we kind of pride ourselves on opening our guests up and really getting like great answers out of out of these celebs and humanizing them and all this kind of stuff. And 
I left and I didn't feel like I learned anything, you know, and that to me was kind of a bummer. What would you credit to getting them to open up to you? I mean, I've done it for so many years. I have my own methods to getting them to feel comfortable and open up. But how do you guys get that? Being that you have the, you know, paparazzi background and the TMZ background, and I would imagine some celebrities may come into it wanting to avoid scandal and maybe wanting to be like Perez and kind of keeping the wall up just to promote whatever their book is or, you know, whatever they're coming on the show to promote. Man, I don't I don't know what our secret sauce is necessarily. I, I think we just have a good time with people. And yeah. I think that relaxes them after a while. If you're just having a good time, you, they can tell you're not just going after the gotcha questions and you're truly finding out about their life. And I think yeah. they pick up on that very quickly. I think any celeb yeah, that's think- done a lot of interviews goes, OK, these guys are not here to trash me. They're, they're here because they're genuinely interested in their fans. Yeah, it's we don't come with an agenda. It's more of giving a platform, you yeah. know, we'll, and rather than uh, rather than like kind of go after it's one of those things. And in my opinion, I think we kind of uh, it's a question like, you know, I just want to learn more about it from your experience. You know, like we've had some guests who've had some tough incidents and we ask them about it without coming with uh, trying to go after them. We're not trying to start yeah. a fight. It's more given a platform. The other thing is also I think we give very, very in some ways, basic questions, you know, like if you go to the Academy Awards, it's like, hey, food do they serve there at that table? Do you actually eat the food? You know, at the red carpet, like, do you get do you get? Yeah, are you afraid people? when like, you're on the Golden Globes, if you're eating that you're going to have caviar in your, your teeth, teeth and then you get called up like or does the caviar just sit there on the table because it looks good, but no one's touching it because no one wants fish eggs in their teeth. Like, that's kind of the, the fun questions. To ask yeah, people. I think it's one of those things where it's just it's so basic, but it's yeah. like these are the we're fans. And I think a lot of people are like curious of that stuff too. Like it's not, you know, I'm not as much worried about the character you're playing. I'm more concerned or curious about how you actually got the role, how you got the part, how many auditions do you go for when you go for the auditions, who else is in the room? Like, do you deal with celebrities auditioning with you? Like that's, that's the stuff that I'm curious about rather than just like the role. And obviously people want to promote their stuff, but I think it's just asking very, very basic questions that kind of starts conversation and people kind of get excited for that. Because at the end of the day, I feel like if you're in this industry and you're doing well, you got a fan of it as well. Like you got to enjoy it. And, you know, it's like talk about the cool shit that's going on in your life. Absolutely. I mean, you guys are doing a great job with the podcast. I have caught lots of your interviews and it's 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 fun. It's entertaining. It's enjoyable. It isn't very gotcha, but it's also you guys you can tell have been in the industry a really long time. Are you guys planning on staying in the industry a lot longer? Or are you going to go wait tables at the Marriott in Nashville? <laughs> I, mean, I hope not. I hope I don't reach that point. But I mean, if I do, I mean, I, I did some pretty cool stuff, uh, you know, so it's I enjoy it, man. That's you know, I, I enjoy what I do. You know, we obviously we got the podcast going on. I still run around chase celebrities. I I'm a fan of what I do. I get to meet. I'm very fortunate. I get to meet. You know, I'm not I'm still not jaded. I still get excited every day. Every night feels like Friday. I still love walking around one of the biggest cities in the world with my camera, my book bag and not knowing who I'm going to see next. And then once it goes down, like I turn to fanboy, but then also have a cool interview. And then I love to get the, you know, just that engage, have that awesome engagement and then doing the podcast. So I think the goal is just to keep doing what we're doing. I think we're on the right track. I love making contact and uh, making content and being creative. And uh, I enjoy this business. Yeah. Dax. Uh, so I, I just have, I have so many irons in the pot. This to me is such a passion. I love talking celebs. I love interviewing celebs. I don't see that going away anytime soon. I, I mean, my other venture, I sell fantasy football trophies, uh, <laughs> which is so different. Something that I never thought I would do ever in my lifetime, but it has been such a fun, exciting adventure for me because we did Shark Tank and we've we partnered with Cuban. So there's like such I have two very different sides of my my career. One is the entertainment, have fun, talk about celebs. The other is hustle, hustle, hustle. And yeah, you try to grow an empire on the other side. Do you still have a relationship with TMZ? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I actually um, I saw Harvey and the crew a couple of weeks back when went by the office and stopped by, said hi. And yeah, I have a, a very good relationship, which I don't think is always that common um, at TMZ. But I, I, I think that they respect me. I respect them. And, um, you know, I, I really I learned so much. I can't say how much I learned at TMZ, but 
that was the beginning of my career. That was my first yeah. job out of college was working for TMZ and it was really the right place, right time. And so I value that relationship that I have created with, you know, Harvey all these years later. It's great. I mean, and TMZ, another testament to them. They've been around forever. Funny, I actually was asked to come in and audition. They called me and wanted me to host their, they were doing a no filter Quibi show on TMZ and mm-hmm. they had me come in and do, I mean. Well, you dodged the, the Quibi yeah, bullet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, bom- well, I bombed the audition and then I saw Quibi sank a few weeks later and I was like, well, that. Right. Universe had my back on that one. I cannot believe the whole Quibi thing. Like, what it, a can. damn disaster. Up and down so fast. But it was like they didn't even try. They're just like, it's not working. We're not even going to, here's your money back. We're just going to cut it off. I mean, do you think they would have even lasted had they tried? Or would it have been a slow burn? Uh, yeah. Man, it's, it's I don't so know. much. I don't know. I don't think I would have paid for it. Um, no, I, I wouldn't have paid for it. I, I think... I got like the free version just to check it yeah, out for same. like, what was it? 30 days or something or 90 or whatever long it was, but it just didn't speak to me. I was like, I don't want to watch TV on my phone. Like I want to watch yeah. a YouTube video or I want to watch an Instagram reel or TikTok. but like, that's kind of where it ended. I don't know. There was, there was something about watching TV on my phone that I, I was kind of over. There was no appeal to watching yeah. uh, Nicole Richie rap and Chris Teigen <laughs> settle court. Right now, it just was over it. I don't know. that. What a disaster, though. That yeah. sucks. Truly. Thank you guys for coming on Hashtag No Filter with me today. What are your social handles, and where can everyone check out the podcast, Dax? Uh, well, I'm at Dax Holt basically everywhere except for TikTok. Some asshole took my name on TikTok. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> But everywhere it's at, at Dax Holt. Um, and then you can find our podcasting where you listen or download podcasts. You search Hollywood Raw and we'll pop up for you. We're on YouTube. Hollywood Raw has a pretty active TikTok page that is always trying to break news and put our interviews out there. So if that's Love how that. you enjoy your podcast as well, follow it there. But we're having so much fun. Adam is at Adam Glenn everywhere. He actually has it on TikTok and he's, yeah. he's rocking it. You got the I'm TikTok. I mean, you I got, got the, the TikTok. TikTok. I got the TikTok. <laughs> I know. It's, when you get the username across the board, that's a pretty good one. <laughs> I was that's the, best part early. the guy that got mine doesn't even use it. He just I think he just stole my name and then just stays, you know, without posting anything. Mother Thank you guys so much. Guys, go check out Hollywood Raw. And thank you for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me. You can give me a follow at Just Plain Zach or follow the show at No Filter with Zach. And don't forget to stock up on your housewives watching wine at nofilterwine.com. All right, I'm going to go binge Hollywood Raw right now. And I will talk to you guys on Wednesday. Bye. <laughs>